I'm so sorry. I'm a couple of minutes late. I was like, oh, what is going to be? I'm just not. And then I was like, oh, wait, Daisy Move Groups. <laughs> you know, I was kind of wondering. I was like, I think, I think Jess and Emily are both traveling. I was like, I wonder if we're still having the meeting. So I was like, did I miss something? So no. I wasn't sure. I'm just glad I figured it out before you left. <laughs> so I'm on my phone now because I didn't want to go grab my laptop. I'm like, ah, <laughs> I was just on Instagram scrolling. Uh, I know how that is. But in a good way. Like getting ideas? Like playing it. Not just doing it to scroll, but like actually interacting with people. Yeah. Which I haven't done much of until for a long time until like this week, except in the DMs. But like it's kind of become a starting thing. I'm like, I'm going to have my coffee and I'm going to say hi to people yeah yeah I think that's great yeah I think that I feel I feel better about my Instagram use when I do that because then I feel like I'm not it's not the doom scrolling you know what I mean it's like actual it feels productive it feels productive and it's kind of inspiring and like it you know what it is? I think it's because threads came on the scene and I was, something switched in my head. Yeah. Out. I have to post on social media too. I want to see what people are up to. Yeah. I have to say I'm, I'm really enjoying threads. Yeah. I feel like it, and I've, I've seen a lot of, a lot of other creatives and artists say the same thing that it's like, there's not this pressure of like creating visually appealing content and branding and like, like thinking of yourself solely in the, in the, like that marketing branding kind of framework. Yeah. And that you can actually like engage with other people there are artists that I am talking to on threads that I've been followed we've we've mutually followed each other before but like for whatever reasons we never we never really see each other's content or engage in each other's content and I've had more conversations on threads with some of those artists than I ever have on Instagram and it's really cool a couple of them are local too so I mean it's just I'm, it's so funny to me because like, I don't, I don't see myself. I always say like, I'm an introverted extrovert. Like I, I, I love being introverted, but there are times when feeling social really does like make me feel good and recharge me instead of draining me. But I, it's like, there's a very small window. (laughs) If you're trying to exercise outside the window, it's, it's rough. Yeah, for sure. Well, okay. So last time you're just getting like some one-on-ones this month, Um, (laughs) which is cool. I like it. Uh, Last time we talked, we were talking about a podcast. Update me on that. Yes. So I, I was kind of like sitting down and thinking, because, and I I know we talked about this on the call too. Like, I don't want to distract myself (laughs) even more from my main focus. And like this week for me has been one of my best weeks emotionally. And like, I'm getting, 
on social media. You're getting what? Getting that vibe from you. Good. Cause I mean, I, I mean like Monday was one of the best days just generally overall I've had in like, I don't know how long, more than six months. Like I felt, I felt recharged. I felt like I could, like, I felt productive, but not like I was grinding myself into the ground. I emotionally felt very like, I don't know, stable. Like, I think I'm really kind of like pulling out of this hole that I've been in. And like, I I keep kind of like, it's been like an ebb and flow. Like some days are better. And then I kind of sink back down in and like Monday really felt like, okay, I'm getting, I'm really getting back to like my old self in a lot of ways, like just feeling good about where I am and things around me and like stability, I think is the main thing. Um, but, but any, anyways, I'm kind of, uh, dragging on, but the, um, I, I, given that this week has just been so much more where I want to be and where I've been striving to be like emotionally and just, I don't even know how to describe it. It's so hard for me to describe. It's, I don't want to derail like what I've been trying to work through for so many months by distracting myself with like another project as much as like, I want to do that. I think what it really boils down to is I think I just hit 7,000 followers on Instagram, which was like, what? Like, I just never thought, I just never thought. And like, it's so it's like, I, and I know like, it's like a, the drop, a drop in the bucket to like, a lot of artists out there, but like, I never thought that, like, I, I never thought that I would see that day. So I'm super excited about that. And I feel like, um, I feel like I'm kind of getting into a better rhythm with Instagram where it's not like, it's not like this, like, overbearing like task of like creating something on Instagram every day and it's like it's becoming more natural and I feel like it's becoming more authentic when I do post it's like something I really do want to share or something that's really relevant to me and what I'm doing and and because it's not taking up so much of my brain space like it was when I was like I need to be there every day I need to show up every day I think that um, developing and kind of focusing more on, because I know I talked to you about podcast and possibly YouTube to monetize. And like, I've seen Emily start to go down that path as well. And I think that would be really fun to do and a better avenue to like what you were speaking to, to kind of augment what I'm already doing with my art. And so like some of the things, like just ideas that I thought about, like where I could carry my art over onto YouTube, where I think it would be relevant is I've noticed that people really like, especially like on TikTok or like in my stories, people really love like when I go thrifting and salvaging for the materials that I use for my art, they love seeing like what I do with it. So, and I know like thrift hauls and those sorts of things are are really popular types of videos on YouTube. So like ideas I was having was like art 
slash like herbal thrifting slash salvage slash like flea market, whatever, like art halls of things that I can use for my art. Um, art hacks, like just general things that I do. Um, I wrote down a few things. Let me see. What else did I say? Um, but those, oh yeah, trying out like new art supplies, like those are so much fun. Like I enjoy watching those as an artist, like, Hey, I found these by whatever, and I'm going to try these in my art and let's see what happens. Or, um, like different, I love different, um, like organization products and stuff like off Amazon and like different ways to organize space. So I thought like all of those would be really cool ideas for YouTube and also keep within the relevancy. Yeah. Of my work. Oh, so, okay. Let me just make sure I'm completely understanding what you're saying. Sure. Um, recap, you feel really great this week about where you're at. I'm kind of feeling that same vibe. I don't know what the energy is, but it's just happening. Yeah. The podcast idea is still exciting to you, but feels like it's probably going to be more of a distraction at this point. Yeah. Um, you still want to branch out a yes. little, but not too far from what you're already doing. So you yes. to the platform for that and the content that you want to create for that is more like for other artists and how you're arting versus the people who well we know artists by art too but like yeah the other people who yeah collect your art yeah is that all yeah I think I think the content too would be appealing to um just general like people who may not buy art but just people who are interested in art and how people create um kind of like a documentary do it kind of like a documentary yeah yeah of sorts and just like I mean like it's kind of like when you I don't know if you ever remember that show um um pickers American pickers I didn't watch it much because I didn't have cable but I know what you're talking about yeah and I mean it's just these two guys who go around to like these you know uh, like basically rural homes and stuff or flea markets and they I mean like they actually knock on people's doors like they look for homes that have like a bunch of like stuff in the yard of just like all kinds of stuff and they're just like hey we love old stuff can we go through your stuff and buy stuff <laughs> and they and like these people like let them and they end up finding some really amazing stuff but it's it's just really fun like that like that scavenger kind of hunt of like let's see what we can find and like what kind of treasure we can find I think that it appeals to me and that that's part of why I enjoy so much like find like finding these old frames and like what can I use this for it's like treasure hunting in a lot of ways and I really think that has a good potential to appeal to other people not just like the art side of it but just the there's a certain I guess there's a certain entertainment value to it as well. Um, sure. 
but it's so relevant to my art. I don't feel like I have to search for ways to tie it in. And I feel like when we were ta talking about the podcast, as fun and as an idea, you know, as the, I think that would be, I feel like it, where I'm at right now, it was just a little too far of a reach to try to like make it relevant. You know what I mean? Yeah. Can I just I think I might be wrong, but I feel like what the podcast idea was for you was more like I'm searching for that feeling rather than a thing I have to do. Does that feel accurate? Yeah. Yeah. And that's not to say we're never going to do it, but yeah. no, but I see your point. It, yeah. It's more of that feeling like I want to branch out and do something a little bit more, but just not knowing exactly what yet. Right. So the thing that I like about the YouTube idea is that it can also be relevant to Instagram. Yes. Um, you could use it to promote your YouTube channel and or double up the content like it can go both places yeah the thing that gets tricky about that that I've run into and I'm sure there's a way around this I just am not sure what it is um but we could brainstorm and maybe come up with something is that YouTube wants the horizontal Instagram wants the vertical and it's really hard to make without redoing the content it's hard to make it fit both places and when I've put stuff on Instagram that's um horizontal it doesn't like it, it yeah it doesn't anybody. yeah you're right um, and it could be that it was just my content people didn't want to watch long form on instagram but something like that maybe they would so it's worth experimenting yeah, yeah. um I'm also kind of excited about your Instagram vibe at the moment where you're just feeling it and it's yeah. getting here and the easier it gets for you, the more people respond to it. Yeah. I want to, again, not distract from that, but double down on it almost. Yeah. That's not to say, let's not do YouTube. But do you think that you are at a place where um, you have the capacity to do both, I guess is what I'm trying to ask. I think so. I think I'm, um, I mean, given how I, given where I'm at this week, I guess it's just like, I need to see how long <laughs> I hate that that because that sounds like it's but you know it I don't know this week has felt unusually good like it almost feels like I hope it doesn't just kind of like evaporate you know because I've, I've kind of had moments where I felt like I was getting my head above water again and it just kind of like ugh, something else happened you know and like it, it was like something always a little bit like this sure yeah and I think expecting that will make it better but I totally relate 
that. Please don't go away. Like, like <laughs> I know. I like to stay. If we could just stay like this. <laughs> um. So what if we start by toe dipping, meaning longer form. Like you did one the other day. I don't remember what it was about. I think I'm remembering the fabrics. That. Yeah, the, the fabrics. fabrics. That's, yeah. Um, that was a little bit longer. Yeah. The, the, the scroll in a minute for Instagram is a long time. Yeah. What if we made minute-ish long reels and posted them to YouTube Shorts and started yeah. YouTube that way? Yeah, that's a good idea. Um, the thing that I've learned about that is you can't use audio from Instagram and then download it. It will delete the audio. Yes, I've I have unfortunately come across that because my I tried to download my reel where I did a voiceover. I hate that you can't even download your own voiceover. Like I could see if you're using music. Oh, you can't. Like if I have a reel and I use my own voiceover. Yes, but you can't, well, actually, I don't know that for sure. I can, I can download me talking. Yes. Voiceover, I'm not positive about that. I don't think you can, because I have one of my best performing reels is the voiceover where it's like, I, I'm, I'm talking about, it's like my introductory reel that I have pinned up on my profile and that's a voiceover and I tried to download it um and pin it on Pinterest and I had to like read or TikTok or so I don't know I can't remember where I was trying to put it but I had to like redo the voiceover yeah. and that was frustrating <laughs> I do which is frustrating because it's like another thing but you could create the video outside of Instagram and then have the voiceover. Um, yeah. Thing, it's called Splice. Splice. I think it's like $90 a year or something, which is annoying. Is that but, similar? Like, cause I've, I've used CapCut before. I don't know that one. Maybe it's just as good. I don't know. Okay. I'll look but, into Splice. I, now, and I don't know if this is true or not, but I've also heard that like, if you edit your reels in Instagram using their editing tools, that it will do better. That Instagram mm. wants you to edit inside their. I believe that. You do believe it? Yeah. I mean, it makes sense, but I don't have any like personal, I can't think of any actually well I do feel like the real because I just recently posted a reel um and it's doing okay but I edited it in CapCut because it was a green screen and I couldn't figure out Instagram's green screen and I got really frustrated and I'm also having issues with Instagram not posting audio like in the, when I'm making it, the audio is there and then I post and there's no audio like at all. And then I've also had where I've had text and the text get gets erased. That actually happened to my post from yesterday. And I had to go back in, delete it, put it back as a draft, download it 
to my phone as a video so the text would be there and then re-upload it from my phone as a finished completed video with the text there. And then of course it's not doing as well. And I think it's because I uploaded that video from my phone versus editing it in Instagram, but it was acting all good. It was glitchy. Yeah. yeah. Have you tried? I know that for some reason, I don't know why, but Instagram has glitches in certain certain people and not other people. And like I haven't yeah. experienced of that. But have you tried uninstalling it and reinstalling it? I haven't tried uninstalling it. I did update my app to see if it was like um, bugs that got fixed or whatever in the newest. Because I've noticed that that it will start acting funny when there's a new version of it um, to update. So I did do that, and it didn't it didn't seem to resolve any issues because um, I, I keep having sound issues on my videos, but. Mm. That's I don't really know. it's frustrating because I kind of want to it's like you want to just tell Instagram well don't penalize me for using other apps to right. edit when your stuff is all glitchy for sure but, and maybe that's true and maybe it's not but I mean we could speculate all day and not get anywhere yeah and think it's just a part of the part of it like yeah stuck and it's not going to do as well be for factors out of your control let's just keep going yeah which I know you are I'm just how do I help you with that I don't know <laughs> <laughs> um but I really like the idea of um like having this idea for the YouTube channel and you're already doing things for Instagram. Let's try some of that longer form using it in shorts too and yeah. just start growing because that's a new thing for YouTube as well. So they're, you know, they're just like any platform trying to get their newest thing out there. They're promoting those the most. Yeah. So... I think that would be a good way for you to start growing. And then as you have the energy and the time and the space, you can make those videos that you feel like making, yeah. but not like a have to be all in right at the very beginning, no matter where my energy is kind of vibe. Yeah. So what do you make first? Sorry, can you say that again? I said, what do you want to make first? Um... Ooh, I don't know. I think I might want to try to do, I want to play, I'll, I'll, I'd like to play around with some of the YouTube shorts because I think I have content I can use already from Instagram. And then that will kind of help me get more familiar with YouTube. I have zero subscribers, so. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to get some subscribers, even if it's just one. I was gonna make our goal one subscriber. There we go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Yes. And what are you gonna? Oh, you're just gonna. Okay. I was gonna say, so what are we gonna make? But you just said, I've already got some. 
Yeah, I think um, I think I will go through my content and kind of curate some things that I think will fit with the direction I want to do for YouTube, which I really would like to focus on the salvaged materials and like that, like treasure hunting activity. I really like it. I think it's fun. And um, I will kind of use YouTube. I'm thinking I'll use YouTube to kind of explore that more. And I think I think that's a good idea because like you said, long form doesn't do as well on Instagram and it's hard to condense stuff like that in seven second reels, you yeah. know? Well, also that's not a hundred percent true. Like long form didn't do as well for me. Yeah. That doesn't mean it wouldn't do well for you. I, I bought well. That's true. I, I actually like a 20 minute video on Instagram before. Probably only once, but I've yeah. done it. <laughs> well, you know what? I was just, <coughs> I just recently found this guy who I follow. His name is, I think it's called Blake of the Day. His name is Blake. He's a writer and he makes these really, he makes long reels and I and thousands of other people watch them all the way through. And I've watched, I've watched several of them more than once. Um, because he's such an amazing storyteller. Like he keeps you engaged the entire time. So thank you for bringing that back. Because while you were talking earlier, I didn't want to interrupt. But the, yeah. the other thing you were talking about really wanting from the podcast was the storytelling. Yeah. Yeah. I love and storytelling. <laughs> and I think more. Yeah. Not that you... I think you are doing it. You've just been doing it really short. Yeah. I want, I want to see what happens when you do it a little longer. Yeah. I think that um, would be fun. So the Instagram videos that you pull, I think a lot of times you use um, sounds. Yeah. Your, is that right? Yeah. Can you, once you download those, is there something you can replace that with? Um, oh, instead of using music or sounds? Well, you could do music or sounds, but Instagram's not going to let you download it with. With that. the sound. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think YouTube is a lot more picky about what kind of music you put in your videos. You have to like use, um, copyright free music and all of that. Uh -huh. So it's, I usually just use it as background for voiceovers. It right. gives a better, it just gives a better feel. Um, but yeah, it might mean I need to. You know, I mean, what I could do is just record an audio file once, and then I wonder if there's a way I could use that audio file for Reels and for YouTube, so I wouldn't have to, like, record voiceovers for each platform. I think so. I would think you'd be able to. I mean, again, that's not using their tool, right. but it, like... Yours is called CapCut, I think. Mine is yeah. called a million other out there. Um, but yeah. if you create it in one of those places, 
yeah you could definitely upload it to both and then if you wanted to on instagram you could add in their music behind it yeah yeah i think that might make it a little easier and more manageable yeah you don't want to be creating things twice yeah for sure okay so content is fun yes currently and what else what else is happening um i have i'm working on a self-portrait the first one in a lot what love it oh thanks um so yeah I'm actually finishing the details on that today it's for a group show that's at the end of July so I'm working I've been working on that and um I I I have my first festival in August mid-August so I've got to start thinking um I have I have that very large, I would, I, I want to focus on the framed abstracts for my festivals, um, for my larger price point, um, body of work. And then I, I want to come with, um, like how I did for the spring, um, with a solid, like mid and low range framed body of work of like my gel prints and maybe even some of my um, my Giclée reproductions of my digital paintings. I sold a couple of those prints at um, one of the spring festivals and I had like a lot of people just, um, and, and one girl in particular, she was like, you need to have these frames. She was like, these are absolutely like, I like, they just suck you right in. And she was like, you need to frame some of these and have these like where people can see them. Cause they were just like on my little clothes rack display and they were, you know, just shuffled in with everything else. Cause they're not like, it's not my main thing that I do. So I guess right. thereby I didn't, you know, like draw or highlight it. And, um, I don't know, that was, I think that was really good feedback. Um, because I think that is a, that's a specific audience that's attracted to not just that style of work, but that price point of work. And then, you know, having like a, just like a modest frame in it and having it a a lower price point might really, I mean, if that just pays for my booth fee and my gas, that's a win you know, and I think that's easy to do. And I really love, um, I think I told you how I was across from this artist who had a very different festival. Um, uh, I don't know, like, uh, approach. yeah. Yeah. Model that's yeah. And she has, so her big paintings, like original paintings, she sells through galleries and online collectives. She does not sell them herself. And at festivals, she has prints, open edition prints of two sizes. And she has 
display prints and frames that she'll sell framed. And then she has bins of the same prints unframed. And as, as framed ones sell, she simply takes one that's unframed, pops it in extra frames she has with her and replaces it immediately and, and just does that all day long. And I mean, she makes 10 grand in a weekend doing that, just selling prints. <laughs> so I think it's really smart. I don't know if it's like, I don't know if that fits for me, but it definitely gave me some ideas as far as like, I do have prints of digital art that I don't really showcase. And I make a little, you know, a couple of little framed pieces in my tent and give them a little more attention. And if they sell, they sell. And as they sell, I can replace them, you know? So your most popular, what I, if, if you were asking what I would do and you weren't, but I'm going to tell you anyway, <laughs> I would think what are my, like, sure. I have the ones you've already got printed, but what are my most popular paintings and have like, like she did like those three where you've got backups and backups and backups. Yeah. Um, don't know if I've said this to you before. I think I might have, but I can't remember. So I'm going to say it again. I think it'd be really cool as a print for you if we had some of those, um, like your big abstract ones that you paint on the frame, mm -hmm. where painted on some smaller frames and you can still pop in the, and I, I don't know exactly how you would do that because the composition has to be right, mm -hmm. but it's almost like you would find the composition and then paint each of the frames that way. Mm -hmm. And then you could have like a lower price point of that same work. What do you think about that? Of the same, um, I'm just trying to make sure I understand. So like the larger framed abstracts in, but would it just be the part that's not painted on the frame or I would paint on the frame too? I would say paint on the frame too. Okay. I, something that's really unique. Yeah. And is not going to be something that they're going to get at any other booth. Yeah, that's true. Frames your choice of frames. And I think people are also, and maybe I'm wrong here, but I think people are also drawn to the part where you paint on the frame. Yeah, they definitely are. Like, I hear that all the time. People are like, oh, I never thought about painting on the frame. Yeah. They really like that. I think what they're really saying is like, it's like, yeah, they've never seen it before, but it really is pushing your idea of what is art. Right. You know, yeah. Where does sure. it end and where does it begin? I think that's, that's a really fun idea. Something that makes you think. Yeah. Is that something that is executable? Like having her model for your for a for prints of your best selling work, but as prints and then the frame actually gets real paint on it it might be I think it would be I think the only 
part that would make it difficult is those frames are like one of a kind and it's hard to find like it's hard because they're all salvaged like I've, I've found them in you know all kinds of places thrift stores yard sales uh estate sales um so so you don't want to paint on them before you know that's going to work kind of but then also it's like if I'm gonna paint on the frame I feel like I should just paint like it should just be a painting you know what I'm saying so what about that and just what? smaller sizes smaller size originals of those yeah I I mean I like that idea I have one of my so one of the smaller I have a smaller one of the smallest I've made still kind of medium-sized um and I I still have that one for sale um but I am kind of I'm trying to think like and <laughs> this is so funny because I've had this conversation with Emily too um because I know for a long time like Emily was frustrated that she was like smelling selling smaller works and she was trying to get you know to sell more larger scale and then I, I sell larger scale, but they're few and far between. And I was like, well, if I could just consistently sell smaller stuff in smaller price, it might be easier for me to just kind of like have a consistency. You know what I mean? So we were kind of like on opposite sides of the spectrum and we were talking and she was like, I think it's just the, the style of my work is just so much more. And we talked about this too, on your podcast. It's so, it's, there's just more of an impact the larger it gets. And I don't know what it is, if it gives me that freedom that I'm looking for or that expression that I'm looking for, but there's something about painting larger scale for me that just works better, you know? So I think when, and like, I love the one that's smaller, but it's, I have noticed that the smaller that those abstracts get, um, they kind of lose that, you know, oomph. Now I will say I have gotten a really great response. So this was my, this was my answer to that. Yeah. And people have really responded well to these and these aren't painted on the frames, but they're antique looking then they're not antique. These are brand new frames. Yeah. Um, I actually bought a lot of them from this lady on Etsy, which made me feel good. I was helping another artist <laughs> and um, she took the glass out for me and like she refurbed the back to make it super easy. So when I got them, I literally just put my art on there and boom, it was done. Like I made the art and then float mounted it. And it literally took me 10 minutes um, because she had already done all the other work. And I was like, man, it was so worth paying more. <laughs> <laughs> to have that part of it done um sure. because like with my larger frames I'm refurbishing all of that I'm you know I'm doing all that work but maybe that's an idea okay there's a lot of ideas floating around here I want to no. <laughs> okay. I don't know why I've taken to closing my eyes when I'm trying to focus but that's what I'm doing um If I were you, if I were you, what 
The hard part is that you do so many things and people respond to a lot of them. Mm -hmm. And so the question is, or the question should be, I think, what is the least amount of effort for the biggest reward? Yeah. Um, your large scale abstracts, we have already established that that is one of those things. Definitely. You're telling me that these float mounted are easy to sell. Yeah. Is the price point high enough to where it's a good reward for you? So like, let me, let me say, ask that a little bit differently for hours spent on our big ones, our big abstracts versus sell them for, what is that? For the big ones? Like a time reward. Oh, how much time? Like how many hours? Right. Um, gosh, I mean, cause I would have to include like finding it, repairing it, but like some of them I had to make custom sized canvas for, cause they were old European sized frames. Um, I would say for larger ones, like the most amount of hours I've spent total combined, maybe I don't know, in the 72 hour range. Okay, 72 hours and you are making 1,700? Um, For that particular one, I sold it for 2,500. Okay, hold on, calculator time. Okay, like let me get my phone too. 2,500 divided by 72. So you made $34 an hour on that. Yeah. It's not bad. No. But it could be better. Yeah. Okay. So for the one that you just showed me that was float mounted. Yes. And how much time and the price was 90, right? Yep. The price is uh, between 90 and 100. And the frame itself um, cause I had to buy the frames and get them shipped and all of that. So yep. I bought a lot of five of came out to be like $18 per frame, I think. Okay. So we're going to take that off the 90. So I'm going to say 95 minus 18 is 77, yeah. but and it took me max an hour max that okay. includes painting that includes painting the little abstract that's actually in there. <laughs> that does mean that you would have to sell more of those, but they are actually a, even a better income than your big ones. Yeah. It's for profit. Yeah. What are the other things we just said that you, or not even that we just said, what are the other things you want to offer in your booth? Not based on anything other than I think I my, want to my uh, framed gel prints. Okay. Let's do the same thing. Time cost let's see so if I spend 
I would say between, let's say four hours, it's usually three or four hours after that I get burnt out. Yeah. I'll make anywhere between like 12 and 15 gel prints, but only maybe I usually stop when I have three to four reusable ones. So let's say we'll say one per hour. It takes about an hour. Yeah. Make one usable one. And what do you sell them for? Framing is ugh, framing is nothing. Um, those sell. God, what did I sell those for? Hold on a second. Why is framing nothing on those? Oh, nothing. I mean, time wise, it was very oh. easy. They were very easy to frame. They cost money, but I, <laughs> but time wise, it was like it took maybe 15, 20 minutes to frame them. Okay. Um, let me just do a quick search because I'm blanking. I want to say that I was selling those at like 250, but let me just, um, refresh my memory here. Yeah, framed two between two fifty and two seventy five framed. Okay, so I'm gonna say two fifty divided by one point two five hours is two hundred dollars. We're moving yeah. up. Yeah. What else? Um. Well, I have the unframed versions of those. Um, both the. So these, these actually started out as something I was selling unframed. And a lot of people were missing their potential in my booth because they couldn't visualize it, <laughs> you know? So I think I this kind of helped people say, do I? I think everything needs to be framed for you. Yeah, I think so too. <laughs> I think, um, I think it's really, and I think maybe the bins should just be like, if somebody sees something they like and isn't crazy about the frame or something like that, like maybe it's just, but they can see what it looked like, looked like frame. I don't know. Are your bins like a standard size? Are they all eight by tens or something? Well, so, um, they are, yeah, they're all eight by tens frame or matted to be. 11 by 14. So what if I would say the bins even just become replacement for your wall and you have more 11 by 14 frames. And if somebody sees something they want in the bin, you'll frame it. It's the same price. Yeah. Yeah. That's similar to that model too, that mm -hmm. that artist was doing. Because you're going to be able to charge a lot more. I yeah, think, I think frame. with the frames. Yeah, and you've got low price points already. You've got a hundred dollars. You've got two hundred and fifty, and you've got two thousand ish. Yeah, that feels good to me. Like you have the potential to make a big sale. You can sell a lot of 90 to 250. Yeah. How does that feel for you? Yeah, that feels really good. And that 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 250, I mean, that was like a sweet spot 
for the for the spring festivals. I think that totally I had the best season so far. Yeah. Um, and okay. my record and record sales months. And I definitely think that that had everything to do with it. Mm-hmm. I mean, those frame gel prints really turned my festival game around for sure. I yes. mean, it, it definitely, I mean, cause I sold big abstracts too. So I think those two combined, it was just like, if it I could have that happen great. every festival. <laughs> I mean, streamline what people can see from you too. If you have like a bin of, these are the things that I'll put in the $90 frame for you. A bin of things that these are the $250 gel prints that can go in the frame. And then I have, it would make your life easier. It would make them understanding what you have easier. Yeah. And the prices are just boom, boom, boom. Yeah. I kind of really like it. Not kind of, I really do like it. Trying to think what we're missing, if anything. I mean, if you look at the small, medium, large thing, 90 or 100 feels like a real accessible price point. Yeah. The medium is the thing you want to sell the most of, which is in line with your cost per item and time and all of that. That is the highest price for you. Mm -hmm. And then we've still got this, hey, let's make this real good festival price point. Mm -hmm. Is there anything that you're thinking, but on no I mean that feels really good to me that feels very doable and like inside like what I know I'm capable of doing right like I'm not reaching too far which feels good right now because just because of where I'm at energetically (laughs) so in order to make that happen what needs and also it, it kind of streamlines all the things that you have to do between now and then yeah so in order to make that happen what needs to be different what do you need to do um like in terms of like getting getting ready for it huh? um I need to probably go ahead and reach out to the late the lady on Etsy that I bought those frames from and I need to kind of get an idea of how many of those I, I, cause I, that was like a, a bundle of five Uh huh. and she had bundles of higher, like higher bundles that I could buy. So I, I need to kind of figure out how many, I don't know how many, maybe like 12. And then once I sell like half of those, go ahead and order another 12 until I get a better idea of how fast they sell. Bodhi, come here. Hold on just a second. Sure. I don't want my dog to attack the person bringing my daughter. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yes, for a minute. Okay, we're good. Um, Yeah, there's some water on the counter, baby. I got you a cup out. 
Um, sorry, that just no, blew my position. You were asking me how many, that's what you were doing. Yeah, I need to figure out how many of those frames. They weren't, it didn't, like the lead time on that wasn't crazy. Like what's so, not crazy? Like, I, I feel like I ordered them and got them within a week. Okay, here, here's where I'm struggling in my head real quick. I think okay. you're gonna get a lot of them. Um, like a lot more? I'm worried you're gonna run out and not be able to make as much as you could have because you don't have the frames. But also, I don't want to put this huge upfront cost on something that it's not that risky because it's pretty much already a proven thing. Yeah. Well, it, it, it fits very, very well with my large abstract style too. So it doesn't look like in my booth, it just complements very well. And it's like the big ones draw people in and they're like, oh, wow, $6,000 or $3,000 or whatever. And they're like, oh, wow, a $100 one that reminds me of this artist. Right. You know, so I feel like if I display them, and I think the display would be important. Um, For sure. I feel like if I display them, there's a good chance of those selling really well. I think you're right. Maybe... Okay, Maybe. hold on. This a different way because we can just guess. But what's your sales goal? Oh, that's a good idea. My sales goal. I would like to sell. I would like to make four thousand dollars. Okay, festival. So, let's pretend you are doing that exclusively through small and medium. Okay. Let's say half medium, half small, because I don't really know. Okay. But if we're going to do that. Let me say 40. I'm going to make my goal 4,500 because my booth fee is like 400. And then we'll say gas and whatever. So 400, 4,000 profit. So 4,500 total. total. Okay. 4,500 divided by two is 2,250. Divided by 250 is nine. So we would need to sell nine of the medium ones. And I don't know why I'm using a calculator for this. Uh, 22 of the small. That seems Based reasonable. On, what? I said that seems really reasonable in a two-day time to sell 22 yeah. of those little ones. I feel like that's really reasonable. And... Based on your past, let's let's use some data here. Based on past festivals, you said you sold them really well. Can you give me numbers? Do you remember? For the, for the gel press? You sold? Yeah. Um, yeah, I sold 10. Okay. And I that's all I had. So you yeah. know what I mean? Like I sold out of them. So I could have sold. You know or say that again we need more than 10 yeah for sure if possible 15 to 20 okay 
I would, I, I would want to have 20 of each. Okay. 20 of each, the medium and then the small. Okay. Is that way overloading? No, I don't think so. That, Cause I have some, I have some like already made of the gels that I did after the festivals for other, just because I was making them and for other things. Um, so I have, I don't know, maybe like six already. Mm-hmm. So I think having 20, I think that's totally doable. And if we don't sell them all, we've got a head start on the next festival. That's and if true. we do sell them all, we know we need more for the yeah. next. Or the price needs to go up. Yeah. Do you but think we don't that, have to worry about that you, yet? Um that's that's true. I have a I have, there's a little bit of a breather between my first and second festival. My first festival is August like 19th, I think. And then my next festival isn't until Labor Day. So it's like that first weekend in September. So I have like two weeks between. So I have a breathing room to kind of like regroup Mm -hmm. and change anything that, you know, we think at that point might do better at the next festival. So that's the good thing. And then um, would you say, do you think selling those at a hundred or ninety dollars do you think that's kind of a neither here nor thing near i neither here nor there thing or do you think that like the psychology of something being ninety dollars would make it sell better or worse than something that's a hundred because i don't want to devalue it like it does yeah that's a good question um i'm trying to gauge my own reaction to it I know there is psychology that says under a hundred, blah, 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 but people are so accustomed to that at that point. They, I think they just round up in their head. Yeah. But at the same time, when I saw 90, the reason why I knew it was $90 is because I was like, whoa, that's cheap. Yeah. Um, versus a hundred dollars. Why don't we just split the difference and make it 95? Yeah. And we'll use that to figure out next time if it goes up. Okay. And then like, cause these are four by eights, I think. I Means they're mm-hmm. very small. And I have other frames that are different sizes too, but do you think I should just stick in this one size and just keep it uniform? Okay. Yeah. Because that's going to lower your cost. Okay. Just make it uniform. Make it uniform. It'll, it'll be less work for you and it will make it easier to know what you need more of. And you won't be spending all this money on frames and then like, well, this one is this price and this person's this price. And like, yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, that's true. Okay. Especially since you're making, or I, I think what you're doing is, are you cutting up old work for those or are you painting them? Yeah. So it doesn't matter what the size is. Nope. I'm just cutting up old work into compositions I like. Yeah. And that's it. 
Yeah. Which again, it like fits perfect with the whole salvaged. Um, exactly. And so those small frames are 18. So we can expect the other ones to be maybe, I don't know. I'm just going to guess 30. Is that doable as an upfront cost for you? Because it's, it's an investment for sure. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's doable. Because um, we said 20, 20 of the little ones. So getting 20 more frames of those. And then, and she might give me a discount if I buy that many with her. Right. Um, and what you could also do is the ones you have, go sell those to pay for it. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, it's like $200. Those seem <laughs> to um, sell pretty well on Instagram. Yeah, I had a couple people ask about the one I posted. And then, of course, Emily bought the one that was in the the group harvest gallery wall. Um, so yeah, I just need to, I could probably just focus on that and sell those to get that money for sure. Mm -hmm. And then, um, also, when's the last time you sent out a newsletter? We, we were going to try to do like, yeah, big painting release every three weeks or something like that. Yeah. I, I, I was trying so hard to write a newsletter this week. And that's like, for some reason, dude, I, I feel like <laughs> it just feels like so forced at this point. Like, I'm like, uh, I don't know. I, you it's want coming. What? So before I forgot or yeah, before, I, when I had forgot that we were going to have this call or you were going to be here. Um, my plan was to sit down with Loom or Zoom or something and just talk at the camera mm -hmm. and then transcribe it and turn that into an email. Yeah. Because maybe this is not the same for you, but recently I have just, I've had so much that I need to write that I've created writer's block for myself. Yeah. And if I just talk, I think it'll just come out. Yeah, you're right. I need to just sit down and and talk because it's. I, I just need to talk about what I'm doing because I have stuff to talk about. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just the doing it. It's. I don't know. I don't know what. I don't know what. It's. I. It's my energy level. It's just my overall energy level. I think. You could even. Um, write a newsletter about this call. Yeah, that's true. I'm thinking about what I want to do for festivals. Um, I think I've, I've finally settled on what I'm most excited about. I'm going to do these and these and these. And by the way, I have one of these available right now. That's a great idea. I actually have, I have two of them available. <laughs> I have two of these available. Uh, buy them before I take them to the festival. 
Yeah, no, that's a that's a really great idea for a newsletter. Done. You know what I just so I think I what I have done to myself with newsletters is I've kind of I've, I've defeated myself before I even write it. I I start thinking to myself, like, what am I going to say where people are going to actually want to read this? <laughs> And like, and then I'm like, no one really cares all that much. I'm not just, and then I just like, don't write it. Yeah. No. Don't and do I don't that. know why, I don't know why I'm in that headspace, but I definitely think that's what's, that's what's happening. You know, whose newsletters I've really been loving is Natalie's. Yes. You signed up for hers. Yes. I do get hers. And they're just like, it's just like, I don't know why I isolate myself sometimes. I really enjoy hanging out with people. Thanks for being my people. Yeah. Like they're just so short and sweet, but raw almost. Yeah. Well, I, I remember too, like she wrote one about her art instructor just being so disparaging and critical and like I responded to her and I I I, I, and I like never respond to newsletters you know what I mean and when I responded to her I was like yeah that's that's a good newsletter I think I had a couple words for him and then that was it yeah yeah you I know so well so and that's why I start I think that's that pressure I put on myself where I'm like I want to create the best newsletter that people just can't wait to open. <laughs> and that's not, that's not what I'm doing. I'm an artist, you know, I'm not, yeah. I'm not okay, a blogger. I'm not a newsletter back to the YouTube, Instagram vibe threads vibe. Yeah. I think that's the key there. That might be fun to mention too, in a newsletter. Mm-hmm the threads and how I'm out on threads now and enjoying life out on there. Come join me. Um, Maybe one newsletter could be screenshots of a couple of your posts and you could say, come play with me. I like that idea. Cause I went, I, so I wanted to start a weekly thread on there where people use something they found and salvaged in like a piece of artwork or what they either, what they like a picture of what they found or a picture of what they found and then how they used it. Like, I think that would be really fun. So I was like, I'm going to try to make this a weekly post, you know, like, Hey, what'd you find this week? And then like share something I found this week, you know, and maybe I show it in the artwork or maybe I just show what I found, you know, really fun. Do it. I said it could be either or, or like yeah. a mix of both. I think that I, I, it's being how they used it um there will probably be fewer responses because not everyone does that but right. if it's what you find this week uh everyone could participate in that and I don't think that one or the other is wrong yeah I'm not even the reason why I like threads, I'm not even thinking about it. I'm just like, hmm. Dip, 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 dip. Yeah. Word vomit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's what I want to say right this second. 
Ready? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. I. I mean, but there's something. Mm -mm. I don't even worry about spacing them out. Sometimes I post like three times in one hour, and then I don't post for three days, and like, who cares? Yep. That's exactly what I've done too. I know, like, I didn't post anything yesterday. And then today, I think I reposted something I liked from somebody else. And then I don't, I think that's it. And then like the other day I posted like three or four things throughout the day. But yeah. I, I, think I think it's, it is fun to kind of indulge that those like spontaneous thoughts. And it is kind of like that Twitter, you know, where you get some really funny, witty, stuff out there because it, it is like those spontaneous just kind of random thoughts maybe that just you know yeah so wouldn't, wouldn't have any other reason or any other platform to share them on and then people see them that way I don't know it's fun for sure so I think why we came back to that is because the newsletter in your head currently is yes. I want to have the best newsletter ever. What can I say <laughs> that respond to it? It's got to be so good. They got to want to open it. Like, like <laughs> they see it. That. <laughs> yes. Go write your newsletter on threads and copy paste it. Oh, that's an idea. That's an idea. And you don't even have to post it. You can, you don't have to, yeah. but like, what would you say if you were on threads and say that, and then use that as a newsletter? I'm going to steal that idea. Thank you, Daisy. I appreciate it. <laughs> well, it was your idea. <laughs> no, of course. I wouldn't have had it if I hadn't been sitting here with you. <laughs> That's, I love talking through this stuff with people because yeah. it gives me ideas. Oh yeah, creativity is contagious for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, well, and I mean, that goes right back to our conversation with threads. It's like you, you get to see and hear what other people are doing on there and it makes you wanna see and do and interact more. I don't know, it's just, and it's, it's funny because <laughs> It's like, why isn't Instagram that way? I don't know. I don't, I don't, there's something about it just being written. It changed. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Say that last part again. I said, I think it used to be. Yeah. And Instagram. then all these messages of you have to post every day and you need to do it like this and it needs yeah. to look blah, 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 blah. Changed it. Yeah. So I think, again, Coming back to the very beginning of our conversation, I think that's why I've been enjoying Instagram lately is I got back into that, oh, this is what it's supposed to be. I'm going to go have fun seeing what other people are doing. I'm going to use that to get fun ideas. I'm going to yeah. post some stuff. Yeah. So that's the, that's the vibe for July and hopefully moving forward. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, okay. I like it. All right, well, I'm going to go write me some newsletters. All right. Sales emails, whatever. I'm going to do that. I am going to do that this evening. I'm going to work on my newsletter. 
I have decided. I have a coffee date after this, so I can't do it now, but <laughs> when I get back. Three things you're going to do today. What are your three things? Um, my three things was work on my self-portrait, uh-huh. which I did. Great. Um, I did want to, um, God, where did I write all this stuff down? See, I did have a plan. <laughs> I know you did. So I got, I forgot to tell you, I got free shipping supplies from a company called The Boxery in exchange for um, creating a, one reel and one post using their shipping supplies. And the best part about it is, is they use green materials. So that's why they reached out to me is they use like all compostable green, like their bubble wrap is made out of like recycled brown paper. Like I've never seen anything like it. It's so cool. So anyways, um, that was on my to-do list was to start filming for, I'm going to make a reel like using their um, boxes and their, um, their paper bubble wrap to ship these oval paintings that I just sold and, um, going to film that and then create some, um, like, uh, some photos that I can use for like a static post as well. So that was my second thing. So it was self-portrait right. and work on that. And then I think the third thing was to, um, well, I know we have our call. So uh, I kind of include that sometimes. <laughs> I never know whether to include it or not. I'm like, should I something else? I don't know. Yeah. If we, let's say we, you know what? Let's include it. We, you talked to a human being about your art. It was me, but you did it. And that <laughs> will help you sell more art in the future. Yeah. So it counts. Well, it's brainstorming, right? I mean, like yeah. that's, and that's a lot of what marketing and content and all of that. I think it kind of feeds into all of those things. Yeah. So we got our nurture, our content and our art. There we go. <laughs> Thumbs up. You win. We and then if you have extra time, you're going to write a newsletter. Yes. About what you're going to sell at the festival. Yes. Yeah, I'm, and you know what? That makes me excited to write a newsletter now. So, oh, good. so thank you. Because I was definitely not. <laughs> yes. I was like, write a newsletter. <laughs> I had a call yesterday. I've been supposed to, I had this homework. I'm supposed to have almost finished my webinar by now. And there was this one piece. I just couldn't do it. Like I couldn't even figure out how to start thinking about it. And she was like, what do you want to do? And I was like, can you write it for me? Let's do it together. And she's like, cool. And so I just closed my eyes and I talked and she wrote it and now it's done. That's awesome. Money I ever spent. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I'm okay with that. I have no shame. I will use what I paid for. Right. So. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. Okay. I got to go write. Okay. It's all right. All right. Thank you. Okay. Bye. Have a good one. You too.